Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. I'm Olivia, your host, and on this podcast, we will talk about everything related to the journey to conceive, pregnancy, labor, birth, postpartum, parenthood, and beyond. This is a safe space where birth professionals, birthing people, expected parents, and partners can come on and share their knowledge or personal experiences with our listeners. The goal of this podcast is to create connections, share stories, information, and resources to educate and empower people in their own personal journey. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. Today, we have Jasmine back with us for part two of our episode series, I guess you could say, to finish up her um, own fertility journey story, um, the journey of becoming a parent, and different ways that you can approach your fertility itself. So the first thing we were going to start off talking about today were um, some of Jasmine's tips for being happy when you are going through this um, this journey to conceive, to become a parent. And there are obviously times where it's going to be extremely hard and there are people who may not know that you're going through this and they may be asking you questions like we talked about last time on the last episode. So Jasmine, would you mind diving into that and chatting with us about that a little bit? Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, during during the fertility journey, so much comes up emotionally, physically, and um, it took me a while, to be honest, to really navigate, to figure it out myself. I was, you know, in that boat, I was really isolated and lonely and just emotionally exhausted. And this is what I've come up, I started doing honestly towards the end of my journey. Um, took me nearly five years to figure this out. So I am sharing this with you in hopes that it won't take you five years <laughs> and you can benefit from this right away. And what it is, is, you know, in my fertility journey, I felt one of the biggest struggles was, you know, the lack of control. Mm. that I felt that I had and then also learning um, how to be my own best advocate so this four-step approach will address both of those things and it's my four-step approach in finding control in your fertility journey by using an artist mindset to approach it to yeah to uncover multiple paths to happy in your fertility journey just not not just one and this is this is the step-by-step process that I went through. That is how I went from like being completely devastated after being told I had less than a 1% chance in my journey to this feeling of freedom mm-hmm. that I had full control of my happiness. And, you know, ultimately it, I, I did have the family that I wanted, but you know, it's not, it's more of the mindset shift that, right. I went through. So I call this my freedom approach. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And it is an acronym. So the first four, it's free. Um, The four steps. So yeah, so the first step, I'll get right into it. The first step is um, to find your core values. So this means, you know, stepping back and figuring out who you are, really. And for me, I felt like, honestly, I was going, and I feel like a lot of us go through this, we're just going full speed ahead into life. Absolutely. 
Yeah, right. And we don't stop to even think about, wait, is this the right direction? I mean, we not only in fertility, but in everything, right? I, I, uh, I have a major in economics because, you know, I thought that would be a practical degree to have, even though I had a passion for the arts. So that's four years where I'm just like, you know, very like they said, I can't be an artist. I'm going to like have a horrible life if I try to become an artist. And we follow other people's paths so, so often, especially like the definition of what social um, societies tells us Mm -hmm. we should be doing. So the first step is to really step back and figure out what your core values are. What what makes you uniquely happy what will fulfill you because what will happen because otherwise if you don't stop and do this for yourself you might be focusing on something that ultimately will not make you happy so you're putting all this energy in it um so the result of this is you know knowing yourself better which Mm -hmm. is huge and knowing what will make you happy and fulfill you so, and then the second step is to then when you're faced with a challenge and an obstacle is to reframe that challenge. So it's the ability to step back and look at the bigger picture that needs to be addressed. Um, kind of like you can't see the forest through, through the trees type of thing. So it, it helps you to teach you broaden your outlook so you can see that bigger picture. And a good example, an example of this, you know, in fertility, would be our goal is uh, like my goal is like I need to get pregnant like that's that's my problem I can't get pregnant and I was so like zoned in on that that I didn't see the bigger picture like I step back like well what will getting pregnant do for me and then you step back and say okay well I'll be a mom what will being mom what will being a mom do for me and then you can piece out what the aspects of being a mother that you relate to, that you really want in life. So if it if it ends up being, so you end up with this whole list of you know characteristic like, oh, I get to be a role model, mm-hmm. and then that's where you know you can break out these things. And the third step is like you explore and you find multiple um, paths, creative paths to fulfill yourself. And like being a role model, you could start thinking about well, I can be a, a role model in other ways. And you can like, you know, be a teacher, be a mentor, that kind of thing. But it allows you to fulfill these different needs in you um, in multiple ways. While, and I will like caveat, like people are like, but I don't want to do that because it means I'm going to stop trying. But that's the beauty of what I'm going to share, what I'm sharing with people. It's like you, I'm definitely not telling people like to stop trying you can actively continue trying right when you do this but what it does it 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 relieves like all this pressure from you because it's like okay well that's one like i'm gonna keep on trying and it makes it really clear what you're trying for but at the same time you can fulfill your needs in all these other ways now while you're trying so your stress will decrease the pressure of like I need to get pregnant in order to be happy in life. It's like, mm-hmm. that's a huge pressure, right? Yeah. Listening to you talk about that, it reminds me of conversations I've had with clients and um, with like friends, family, who they were talking about how they were just only focusing on like trying to get pregnant and it was just taking 
the joy out of it. It was taking the happiness. It was taking the excitement out of it because they just so badly wanted it. And it was like, they so badly wanted it that it was just causing so much stress for, for them. And it's just like, I can understand why, obviously why that that's their focus. That's their main focus. But gosh, I can't imagine how hard that must be. And two, I mean, like you said, being able to look at other things and look at the big picture must it must make a huge difference in terms of your mental, emotional state. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest with you, for like a couple of years, I was also in that like, like that state. And then what happens when you're in that state is, yeah, one, it's not healthy. Two, you know, your stress levels are uh, like off the charts. And right. then what do they say about fertility, right? It's like, well, you shouldn't stress and it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, and then also, what was my third? <laughs> it was, uh, I totally forget the third now. So I, sorry, I totally interrupted you. It was, I know. So no, it was well, exploring and finding, um, like multiple paths that fulfill you. Yeah. Oh, but before I get to that, I was going to say what, you know, looking at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. well, all of this does is, um, I like to use it now, like, well, you know, when someone, speaking of the stress point, you were saying how it's so much weight, so much pressure, mm-hmm. it's, this program is equivalent to, you know, when someone says to you, uh, just stop trying, stop stressing about it, and then you'll get pregnant, and you just want to be like, just want to shake <laughs> them. <laughs> I know, and I was like, well, that, yeah, okay, I'm just going to stop trying, and they'll all get pregnant, and, you know, one that's really frustrating to hear but two what what they're speaking to is the stress right is right. to all that pressure and the stress and what these four steps allow you to do is actually relieve that stressor pressure and stress in a way that you can continue trying mm-hmm. so it's it's a kind of a healthy i always think about it as like okay that's this is actually the more um kind of straight like this is the way to do it instead of following that stranger's advice to be like, I, I'm just going to, you know, stop trying and then it'll just magically happen right. and be more proactive about it. So going on the third step, after you, you reframe your challenge and the result is, you know, you get unstuck. It, it basically allows you to get unstuck from focusing on solely one thing. And once you do that, it's time to explore and find creative paths, creative solutions um, to that challenge that you now reframed. So by collecting multiple perspectives and ideas on situations, um, you're, you're able to not only see the bigger picture, but it helps you to see what wasn't apparent before. And this comes in this comes in effect where one, you can do it yourself to kind of step back and kind of brainstorm um, with yourself to find creative solutions to your problem, but it's really beneficial to also tap in to others when you're doing this because you, especially when you're in it, it's really hard for you to, to see other views and especially if you're in it for so long. So this is where like second opinions come into mm-hmm. play. Not only, I'm not saying like ask your mom or your friends, I mean, you can, but <laughs> this is where like ask, you know, ask get second opinions ask other doctors what they're um what they see more than one doctor ask and then go from eastern medicine get some 
opinions from um, and go from Western medicine and get some pictures from Eastern medicine too. Like I tapped into my acupuncturist that had mm -hmm. so much insight and a different perspective. So this is where you're kind of like gathering um, information and you're brainstorming in a very creative like way to get these multiple perspectives. And then with what will happen is that it will give you multiple solutions to this, um, to your obstacle, which, you know, in this case, we're talking about fertility. Right. So one, you're no longer just given like going to one doctor and saying, okay, this is a path. This is your, which I was also doing. I was like, okay, there's one thing it's got to work. Instead, you're getting multiple opinions, um, and multiple views of it. So, you know, and you're creating multiple plans essentially. So you create your plan A, plan B, plan C. And the last step is to execute that plan because, you know, nothing, um, nothing works without execution, right. without taking action. So you take those solutions you came up with in the third step, and then you choose, you know, just one, I don't want to overwhelm yourself, just choose like one to three at most to move forward with. And the result is that you're taking action towards gaining the fulfillment and happiness that you, you know, discovered in step one and two, and and you're and you feel like you move, you are moving forward, no matter you know what the outcome. But and you you're actively trying in multiple ways, and you have multiple plans too. So when you have a plan, I feel like a lot of the stress is relieved, right? I mean, a lot of the that devastation is that feeling of, for me at least, when something doesn't work. A cycle doesn't work, and all of a sudden you're just you're just sitting there lost. It's that feeling of being lost and unsure. But if you already have multiple plans in place, you'd be like, okay, then you think about it as as a testing. I think if since I I do in this and this all stems from my creative field, right? It's like if one thing doesn't work, right? Do I? We don't just like stop and give up. It's like okay, well, that we look at it from a very the standpoint of oh, that didn't work. Well, let's let's look at this. Why didn't this work? And then we we'll try another iteration. We'll try something else, and we'll keep on like testing and iterating and moving forward with it. So these like different plans are like think about different iterations of your of um, your solution, different solutions, and you just keep on going. And before you know it. It's these little small iterations too that will keep you going forward and keeping you to progress and ultimately be happy. Yeah, to move <laughs> I, forward. Yeah. Because yeah. you're always leading towards your happiness. Like, even if it's not on it, like, life isn't as we originally planned, right? Even mm -hmm. if it's not the initial way you planned, you'd be surprised sometimes what you didn't realize or what you didn't plan, it actually turns out better. Right. So, yeah, so that's in, in a nutshell, that's the four steps. So for, step one is find your core values. Step two is to reframe your challenge. Step three is to explore creative paths. And then step four is to execute your plan. I love that so much. And I love that it, it goes along with like freedom. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it, when I was sitting listening to you talk, like in our minds, we, because of society and things that have been essentially like forced on us, um, 
we think like, okay, I need this to make me happy. I need that to make me happy. When really happiness is an inside job, you know, like we think, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this or I'll get this done and then I'll be happy. I'll do that. And then once you get there, sometimes it's, it's not what you expected. And like you said, like things don't always go as planned, but sometimes that makes it so much better, you know, like, I, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but based on your story and what you've shared with me during this past, the last episode, I should say, you were saying that if you hadn't gone through what you've gone through to become a mom, you feel like you'd be a completely different person and you feel like it's changed you in all of these ways, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, I mean, not to sound cliche, but I think it's in the struggles that we become the people that we are. And if we didn't run into obstacles, if we didn't have challenges, it wouldn't be a good thing because that's how we grow, especially as adults. Because, you know, as look at like younger people, younger kids and like they're constantly growing and facing these challenges and overcoming them. Um, like you wouldn't tell a toddler to like, oh, or a baby, oh, you can't walk this time. Well, just stop trying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I, I, yeah, I can't agree with you more. And I would honestly be a very different person and it's in the journey too. I, I would, I'd want to say this. It's not necessarily where we grow and what's so important is this journey that we go through. And how, how we look at this, how we approach this journey Mm -hmm. and are really kind of secondary to that. Like if you approach this journey in in a certain way and instead of kind of use a silver, silver lining to give this time to find yourself, to really nurture yourself, you'd, that's what I did. And I was shocked. Like by the time especially by the time I was training for my second, I was so content that yeah. I remember talking to someone before, like while I was waiting for that, like that span to wait for the results. Mm-hmm. And the difference between my first, I, well, my, my third IVF or whenever, all those times <laughs> I was waiting for results were so different than when I was trying for my second after like implementing all these plans. Like I felt really calm and like I want to it sounds cheesy but like at peace with myself because I was talking to that person I was like you know no matter what the results are I am good like I am so happy with where I am right now how I've come here and I know no matter what the results like yes if it's positive amazing if it's not we haven't we have a we I had a plan in place already yeah and I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, this is – and I remember my friend thinking, saying, because she had gone through her own struggles, and she's like, wow, you're so calm, and you seem so happy when, like, this time, you should be, like, so anxious and, like, stressed out. And um, it's because – well, one, it's because of the journey, and then it's also because I I've, I implemented this step thing, this uh, four-step process that I just – told you about I just um spoke to you about and it was it was night and day yeah and and yeah I agree and especially when it comes to having a child I feel like we're so focused on like you said 
the result giving us an outside result giving us the happiness that mm-hmm. we need and it's just thought like if i have a baby i'm going to be happy if i don't have a baby i'm not going to be happy and it's complete so far from the truth after going through it because there's so many people that have babies are they happy no i mean it doesn't guarantee you happiness and the only way to guarantee yourself happiness is like you said in, in inward mm-hmm. it's you have the control and you have the full control of making yourself happy there's no outside force that will do it for you right so and that was yeah. one thing when i was listening back to our last episode before we hopped on our call today our episode today um the importance of you sharing that there are things that you have control of and one of those things the biggest is your mindset and like you said not a couple minutes ago we don't tell babies to just give up when they're learning to crawl or when they're learning to walk or we we continue to encourage them we continue like if they are trying to do one thing they keep trying they do it a different way so being able to view things from that st- from that perspective like okay this didn't work why didn't this work but let's try something else a lot of the time in our society, I also just feel like we're just so quick to just throw our hands up and give up mm-hmm. if it's not if it's not something that happens immediately. It's like there's such a need for that immediate gratification that people forget that sometimes to get the things that you want the most, it actually not sometimes the majority of the time, it's not all the time, you have you have to go through things. It's it's not always easy. It's not something that is going to be easy every single day but like you said we have to work on like shifting that mindset and it was beautiful to hear you saying that when you were waiting for the results for your second um for your second baby to see if you were pregnant or not that your mindset was so different because it's like I don't know I also just feel like within our culture it's like there's this immediate like negativity surrounding like waiting for something and Mm -hmm. and not like, okay, well, if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't work out, we could do this or we could try this and that might be better, you know? So I just, I so appreciate you sharing that and sharing your four-step approach because I don't feel like many people know how to approach it the way that you have. And and also too, I feel like the way that you've created this four-step approach has to do with how your mind works and and viewing it from an artist's point of view, because a lot of people, well, there are a lot of artists. I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of artists, but people might not think of it in that way. So I think it's a beautiful approach. And I think it's something that all the listeners who are listening right now can take in their own life and use Mm -hmm. in their own life, I should say. Yeah, I completely agree. And you don't have to be an artist to use this approach. I feel like some people go like, I'm not creative. I'm not an artist. It's further from the truth. Um, this is an approach that anyone can implement no matter where you are who you are and there is a quote that i was thinking about when you were when you were just speaking Mm -hmm. about you know about like encouraging people to keep on going when something doesn't work it was from thomas edison it was a quote that said um i have i haven't failed i just found ten thousand ways that won't work (laughs) so it's that's that's exactly what we're like you know it's all about fail failure in not not having something work the first time is completely natural and mm-hmm. it's completely normal and it's it's also a good thing it helps us grow it helps us get stronger and helps us become be the people that we are so 
And, you know, not only, I will say in business, um, all the best CEOs and entrepreneurs will say how many times they failed before they were able to succeed. Yes. And failure is just a step in life that will, will make you even better. So yeah, that's another reframe, right? Thinking of um, a cycle that doesn't work as, you know, not something that you should be ashamed of, or, you know, it's going to hurt, but also think of it as a stepping stone to success in multiple ways. Yeah. And in listening to you talk too, I feel like in our society, there's just such a negative um, stigma that comes along with failure. But like you said, some of the most successful people, CEOs, founders of companies are saying, failure is what got me here. Mm -hmm. Failing at this one thing and realizing that wasn't working. So I tried something else and then maybe that failed again, but then I tried something else and then it worked. Um, there's a negative a stigma surrounding failure. And I do think that obviously it's different when we're talking about when you're trying to conceive a baby. So I just want to put this in there that we are being mindful of the fact that mm. it's not easy to go through IVF and have failed cycles where you, where you don't get pregnant. It's just we're trying to talk to people about the fact that you can grow from that and just because it doesn't work one one time that you try it or two times or three times, not giving up and approaching it the way that, that you did, approaching it in a way where I just, I still can't believe your story that the last time, or excuse me, for your first pregnancy, that it was based on the amount of days that you're, the embryo, for the embryo. Mm -hmm. And then I can't believe that that one doctor was just like, okay, well, guess it's not going to work. So it's so important to, like you said, get us get another opinion, um, seek another alternative way to do it, um, like acupuncture. Um, I just feel like it's either in our society, it's like give up, throw your hands up, failure, negativity. Um, this one way didn't work, so I guess that's just what it is. But you can keep trying, and it's just your your voice is so so encouraging and inspiring, and I. I'm just extremely, extremely grateful that you reached out to me so we could have this conversation and share it with everybody. Yeah. And I thank you for having me. It's, it's been great talking to you and just, yes, sharing. And, you know, I feel like this in a way, like we're going back and forth and I'm, I'm still learning too. Like, as you speak, I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. And it reinforces everything that um, I have put into this four-step program as well. And I couldn't agree more. You know, fertility is 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 so emotional, so physical. And I've experienced it firsthand. Like failing is, and I hate to use that word failing, when a cycle doesn't work. Right. It, it is devastating and that's okay. I mean, it's natural. I'm not saying that it's sh it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, it's like allow yourself to feel everything that you feel. Yes. And then just know that you have this kind of superpower, this like thing in your belt that after, like when you go through all your emotions, you know, I cried a lot. You, you can then kind of look at it and find another way to move. Find, you always have an option to move forward, a different way of moving forward mm -hmm. when something doesn't work. Um, and it is empowering. So knowing that when something doesn't go your way, is is really freeing yeah 
And yeah, even what you just said, allowing yourself to feel those feelings, allowing yourself to process those things and taking whatever time you need to Mm -hmm. do that, to do that. And I, that is one thing too, that it reminds me of what you were talking about before when people were asking you, because it was five, six years into your marriage, when are you having a baby, when are you having a baby, you don't owe that, you don't owe a response to anybody about that. It's not really anyone's business. And that's one thing that I think is so important. And I'm thankful that you opened up this conversation is just, I'm hoping that more people who hear this podcast episode will be mindful of the language that they use, will be mindful of the questions that they ask, because you never know what somebody's going through. And each person is different. And some people take longer to process things. And some people need that time to figure out how to, how to move forward. You know, I mean, you clearly created this approach based on your own personal experience. And it was something that worked for you. And that when you went to try for your second, your mindset surrounding it was so, so different. So having someone, for example, who's listening to this episode and maybe struggling to conceive themselves, maybe they could use this approach and they could shift their mindset and you never know how it's going to turn out. So I just think it's important to a, us acknowledge, like, it's going to suck. I'm like, I'm sorry that people have gone through that. I'm sorry that you've gone through that. Um, but you've taken it and you've created something that can not only help you, what did help you, but is going to help other people as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And the best part about this too is it works for everything, not only fertility. Yeah. So once you implement it in your fertility journey, you can keep on doing it and just the simple everyday things to like other bigger obstacles that might, you know, you might face. So I still use it and um, it is great. It's not fertility specific, uh, but it definitely will make a world of difference in your fertility journey. Yeah. I was thinking about it when you were, when you were breaking down the steps, like people can use this in day-to-day life. They can use it in every single way. So not only did you create something that's going to help people with their fertility journey, people can use this with their with their life, like their whole mm-hmm. life. And it got me thinking when you were talking about um, going to school for, what, what did you say your degree was in? Economics. Economics, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You, you felt like you should do that or you needed mm-hmm. to do that. But it wasn't something that you were like super passionate about. And like you said, I feel like a lot of the time we just get on autopilot and kind of going back to what you were talking about before, when you're trying to conceive, you can get on autopilot for you and your partner where it's like, okay, we need, we just need to get pregnant. We need to have sex at a certain time. We need to be in a certain position, you know, and it just takes, takes the enjoyment out of it. It takes the the fun out of it, you know, and there's just so much stress and pressure. I agree. Yeah. It takes, I mean, honestly, it takes the joy out of life right? when you're you're so focused like that. And that's when you feel like you, you put your life on pause while you're trying, which, you know, is not healthy and you shouldn't do that just because your life, you, you have so many, so much ability to keep your life going and nourish yourself. And this is the time actually that you really should be um, investing in what makes you happy. Cause if you're happy, mm-hmm. if you're in a good state, then it's going to make trying to have a child even 
I don't want to say easier, but um, it's the stress. I mean, it comes down to the stress. And if if you feel fulfilled, like I honestly, I started taking. I think I mentioned this. I was taking like woodworking classes and like glass blowing classes towards the end because that's what fulfilled me. I was like, I love to create, and if I create, I'm in a happy place. My stress levels go down. So I started giving myself permission to do those things. Like, yeah. and it was, it was so great. I'd go to these classes totally unrelated to fertility, to my job. And I would just like come out happy and it made it, and it, it allowed me to tap into something that I knew, I knew like my values, my core values, I knew that would make me happy and fulfilled. So right. that's, you know, once you know what's going to make you happy and fulfilled, then you can tap into that too as you're trying. And it will give you so much more energy and positivity during your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I love listening to you talk about that too, because I can like see your face lighting up when you're talking about it. I'm like, I got to make a wood, wooden stool that's still in my kitchen, actually. That's so awesome. Every, yeah. Every time I see it, I smile. I'm like, yeah, I made that. Um, but it could be anything, whatever your passions are, you know, and definitely in, invest in yourself, take time to, you know, do what makes you happy. And yeah. you, you, you'll never lose. You'll never fail if if you do that. Yeah. What I was going to ask. So were you doing those classes during your fertility um, journey or was it like towards like during your pregnancy? No, it was during my fertility. When I was pregnant, I was more cautious. Um, okay. Well, I did. Actually, no, I did take a, a woodworking class during my pregnancy, but it was while I was trying. And I remember this very well because one of the classes I was taking was a metal, like a metal class where mm-hmm. it was, I don't know if you I have a picture of it, actually. It's, 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 it's pretty intense when you cut metal. It's like sparks flying everywhere. Yeah. And it's also, there There are like kind of, I don't want to say chemicals, but there's odors that come off when, right. you, when you cut material like that. And I still remember talking to, um, it was my acupuncturist, actually. I was about to go into another cycle and I just asked her, I was like, do you think metal, metal work will be a bad thing? Like, is that going to be unhealthy for me? And she just looked at me and she's like, what? And I was like, well, I'm taking this class. It's a metal work and I'm cutting metal. And she just looked at me and she started laughing. She's like, it should be fine. (laughs) But that's why I know, like, I was definitely in it. I did most of those classes while I was trying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, I was thinking about, um, people who, like you said, like you've been, struggling trying to conceive and focusing your attention on something else while doing so um or while during your journey I should say and it's not to I don't I feel like sometimes people say it might oh you're just distracting yourself but I feel like if you look at it from the perspective of okay I need to be able to do things that will light me up that I am excited about because it can shift your mindset in terms of waiting for results or if one, if one, um, cycle didn't work, you know, I mean, I don't view it as a distraction. I view it as why don't we try doing this? And if it's something that makes you happy, it's only going to take that stress away, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, I was wondering, I wanted to ask you this question when you were trying for your second, um, and you had a started using your own approach did you feel like I was curious if if your your 
your daughter, did you have a daughter first? Yeah. If yeah. your daughter picked up on that energy, um, cause I feel like our kids pick up on all of our energy, no matter what they, they're looking at us, they're with us all the time. So if you were, if you were stressed out and worried and anxious, how it would have been compared to the way that you approached it the second time around. Just curious on like how it was for her. Yeah. Well, for her, it was, it was good because exactly that. I wasn't putting so much pressure on it. I wasn't putting so much stress on it. So I didn't, and I agree, like a child takes on all your emotions. It's, it's actually really scary right? <laughs> that they, yeah, I, I still remember the first time I was in a bad mood and like, instantly she was in that same mood and she's just a baby and I, was I know like, oh, God. um so it did make a world of difference because I wasn't I was in such a good place where I didn't have that outward stress and anxiety that I probably had when I was you know trying for my first all those years mm-hmm. and to and honest like one of the plans my one of my alternative plans I was like where I I said I said to like well what happens if this doesn't work right and I did that kind of brainstorming thing and I I laid it out I'm like if it doesn't work so and so this 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 and I was okay like I came to peace I was like okay that's why I was like in this space I was like I have a plan if it doesn't work and I'm okay with it I think it's going to be amazing in a different way right and you know that that I'll be happy that way too so I think because I did that, I always had in my back of my head, like, you know, if, if I don't, if I can't have a second, I am grateful for what I have now. I have her, I have not only her, but I have all these other things going for me. And that's exactly why, you know, she didn't get affected by it. But I can totally see if I was stressed, if I was anxious, um, she would have been. Yeah. Because they, they, they take everything. They 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 are so observant. Oh my it gosh. Is, it is amazing how observant they are. And it is true. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I was just curious because obviously like you said, like they pick up on our energy like that. Um mm-hmm. but I think just again also being mindful of the energy that we're bringing into the space with the people who um maybe trying to support us and not know how or not know what to say. Um, I'm just really thankful for this conversation because I think it's so important and I think it's not talked about enough. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so, so many people who are struggling with unexplained infertility. And I just, for me personally, I, I didn't go through that. So I don't know what it feels like. All I do know is from what you've shared with me, from what other people have shared with me. And I just so badly want for people to be able to get pregnant and to be able to move forward with the life that they envisioned. And so it's just, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I just like am in awe of you for taking what you went through and creating something so beautiful out of it. And some, not only something that's beautiful and positive, but something that people can utilize in their life, whether it's strictly with fertility or outside of that, but also, I'm really hoping hoping that a lot of people who are listening to this are people who are going to be supporting somebody through that. Or even if you don't know you're going to be supporting someone through that, it could be one of your friends is struggling and you don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And then you hear this and you then they maybe they open up a conversation with you because you're not asking them, hey, when are you going to get pregnant? Hey, when are you going to have another kid? You know, it's just, oh, gosh, I just have so many feelings about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I am very passionate about this. I mean, this is something that I've wanted to do since, you know, my second second child was born. And I am so excited and happy that I can finally put everything that was, like, inside my brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) into a very manageable, easy way to approach this. And I agree. I think I know it's going to have a positive impact on so many people mm-hmm. not only in fertility but moving forward in their lives and how you think about things and imagine a world where no obstacles will stand in your way for too long you know you you, you see an obstacle yes we all get obstacles and challenges but you know exactly how to address that how to be like okay this is here let's figure out how to get around with and it's this superpower of problem solving and finding multiple paths right. that won't stop you from being happy. I mean, it's really powerful. I mean, I use it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, trying, I'm teaching my kids to use it too. Um, and I think, yeah, I hope um, people gain a lot from this. Oh, I first, I mean, I'm already feeling like <laughs> it's, it's going to have a positive impact on me. Um, but I wanted to jump back quickly to when you were talking about the importance of like nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself and turning inward during this time. Because one thing I think that people don't think about as much um, is that when you are, before you have children, creating that time to nourish yourself and do what makes you happy is so, so important before you have your kids. Because if you think that the only thing is going to make you happy is having a baby and then that baby comes and then you're still not happy because you're not take you haven't taken the time to really process all the things that you've gone through and listen to yourself and do things that make you happy you're going to ha- learn that once your baby's here and then you're going to have to try and do that once they're here as well so i feel like it's i'd love to hear your thoughts on that yeah i think i mean that speaks so much to the truth once you have a child i mean another issue is people feel like they lose themselves when they have a child mm-hmm. right they've lost their identity, who they are, all of a sudden they're just, um, I, don't, I don't want to say just, but they're, they're the mother, they're, and that they lose who they were, maybe, I mean, it could be an obvious thing, like they stop working and then they lose that identity, but it is so important to have the a good grasp on who you are as an individual. That's why that first step, finding your core values, mm-hmm. is huge, and I still do it. So this is where you know you find exactly who you are and what makes you unique and what makes you happy what 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 are you passionate about so for me one of my core values is creating like creating always came up so whenever and that's exactly why i you know took those work woodworking classes metal working classes all that stuff because i just wanted to create because that was me and i actually still to this day well when i find myself being overwhelmed and feeling lost and you're going it's going to happen right especially right. as you go through life and especially if you have kids you're going to f- you're going to feel like who am i and you don't want to wake up 10 years later and like totally not know yourself anymore right. so that's where i go back and i tap into those values that you discover in the first step and be like okay this is what makes me 
happy. I, I love to create. I love to travel, you know, um, all this other stuff, you know, design and whatever. And that's where you can take, if you, if you stop, like you said, before you have kids mm-hmm. and really figure yourself out, it's going to be this huge resource for you as you get lost. Cause you will, like we all get lost in some way and you can tap back and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I haven't been feeling well. I haven't been feeling myself. Let me see what I could do. And then like for me it could just be like simple as like let me take some time out and create something mm-hmm. and it's like my kind of like going back to myself it's it's completely unique to me and it's fostering my inner self right so i couldn't agree more and there's there's that's a whole nother discussion when you have kids um losing your identity and yeah. losing who you are so if you don't have a good grasp on who you are going into it then um you it's 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 a little dangerous yeah. i mean to be honest with you yeah when you were saying that it reminds me i can't remember who said it or where i saw it but um basically that you were a person before you were a mom and mm. that person still matters um so like you said a lot of people don't talk about the fact that when you become a mom you go through this huge transformation and if you don't know like what you like, what makes you happy, what lights you up, you think you have to figure it out then, you know, like it's, you're meeting essentially like a new person when, when you, when you give birth. And I'm thankful you brought that into the conversation because it's true. We have to, we have to nourish ourselves. And then even once you are a mom, just like you said, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling lost, which will happen, it's inevitable. Life is crazy and then you have kids and then it's crazier and we have days where we're just like oh my god like I just need a break I just need to do something that is important to me that lights me up um so that is so important and I'm glad that you shared that on the time during the times that you are stressed out or overwhelmed you'll tap into what those things are and you will go do those things for yourself because it's nourishing for you Mm mm-hmm yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly how my doodles came out. If you if you see on my Instagram, I like doodle over um, photographs. Yeah, I saw that. It's so cool. That's exactly how that came out. It was like a stress relief when I was. It was it was a different way to create, right? And I I do it I do it now almost every day. I'll just like set some time apart. And now it's funny. My daughter does it with me too. <laughs> She's does like, she? I want to doodle. Yeah. Oh. Um. But. It's things like that. And it's never too late, right? And it's never too late to step back and really tap into what makes you happy, what your values are. And values, you know, they change too. So yeah. you need to like re, re, uh, reevaluate. Reevaluate, exactly. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, that's the other thing that you were talking about before. You were talking about like the growth that you go through, the changes that you go through, like it's okay if your values change, if certain things change as you grow, as you, as you become a mom, as you go through your fertility journey, um, as you go through life. And I think it's important to remind people of the fact that like, it's okay to change and grow. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of life. And if you're continuing to change and grow and making sure that it's aligning with what your values are, you're being true to yourself. You're being your authentic self. Exactly. And honestly, if you're not changing and growing, then that's actually a bigger red flag, right? Yeah. Then what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you that you shared that your daughter does your the doodles with you. That's so cool. 
Yeah, she loves it now. It's it's really fun. And just the other night, I was I was doodling on my iPad, and then my daughter came up. She's like, "I want to do it too," and she like brought out hers. And then my son, who's only two, he like brought out one of those water things, and we're all just sitting there. And I, I remember thinking, like, I need to remember this. It's like my mental picture of like we're all sitting there just quietly like drawing a four and a two year old, and I was just like. This is pretty great. I was going to um, say, that's a, such a sweet moment, such a sweet memory. And like you said, that also is another reason why it's so important to nourish yourself and do the things that make you happy because you're a role model for your babies. You're a role model for your kids. They're going to see, oh, mom really likes doing this. Maybe I can try it and maybe I'll like it. And then you guys can all do it together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the same with exercise. Like they will come in while I'm exercising <laughs> and try to do the same things and it's adorable but it is as you're constantly being a good role model um and they follow like especially at a young age they're they look they look to you right yeah so. they're so observant they pick up on your energy whatever you're doing they want to do they want to be a part mm-hmm. of and I think I think that sometimes obviously like if you're trying to get work done it can be hard and yes. we could be like okay give me a minute <laughs> But when they're little, they don't, they don't understand. They don't know that you're trying to do work or you have to get something done by a certain time. And they just want to be a part of what what you're doing. So (laughs) I think it's sweet. (laughs) It is sweet. And I totally agree with that time when you need to get work done. It's like, okay, I need to really get work done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah, did you want to share? I think you just said you added something new to your website. Yeah. So I have um, a free training, a training. a training that kind of goes more into what I said, the freedom method. Mm -hmm. And it will kind of introduce you into this more in depth. And then for those that want to go even further into the process, I or I have a course that you can take. Oh, cool. And yeah, and I did it. So it's a very it's it's easy to listen right and say like okay here are those four steps but it's harder to implement it's harder to kind of take that and be like well now what do I do Mm -hmm. so I created this course so you can go even further and I break it down into um like actionable steps that you can actually go through each step I'll show you how you can find your core values how you can do some like creative mind mapping in order to find that and each step is laid out in a way that is, is kind of done for you. So you, you, you're not left guessing like, well, wait, how do I reframe that challenge? Right. Um, so for those that want to go even further, there is a course on that as well that you can find. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to include all of your information in the show notes. So people will just be able to go right to that and check that out um, and reach out to you if they have any questions or anything like that. But is there any final words that you wanted to listen, listen, that you wanted to leave people with today? Yes. I mean, there's so many, but (laughs) I would say one, the biggest thing is you have control of your happiness. Mm -hmm. I know people, and I am guilty of it too, where you don't feel like you have that control. There's so many outside factors, like it's dependent on this, my happiness dependent on that. And it's true to a certain extent, but you can find control, not only in your fertility journey, but in your life in general, by approaching it in 
a very creative way. I'm not saying this correctly, but you, you have the control. It's, it's within you. It doesn't, don't rely on outside forces. If you know yourself, if you know what makes you happy, if you are able to problem solve and find creative paths to obstacles that come in, in your way, you'll be invincible <laughs> and you'll be able to be happy. And for those that are going through, oops, <laughs> life, life. And for those that are going through their fertility struggles, I would also say, be your best advocate, be your own best advocate. No one is going to know you as well as yourself. No one's going to fight for you as well, as well as yourself. So mm -hmm. get those multiple opinions and yeah. And know that you're not alone in this. Yeah. That, and that's, I'm so thankful for that, those words that you're leaving people with, because not only can it feel lonely and isolating and overwhelming and stressful, especially when people are asking about it, but just so people know that they're not alone in this and they know that they have this approach or that they can reach out to you or to other people who have gone through something similar and just open up a conversation about it. I think it's, it's so important to mental health too, you know, I mean, we have to talk about these things. We have to be able to process these things instead of just keeping them all inside. So thank you for those words. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. No, I, I so appreciate both of these episodes. We have just talked about so, so many things that are so applicable to life and applicable to people who are going through their own journey and even past that even once they already are mothers or they are parents so thank you so much for reaching out and for coming on the podcast and for sharing your journey with us and I encourage all of the listeners to go check out your Instagram because it is so cool what you do with photos mm -hmm. and to encourage you guys to go check out Jasmine's website as well I mean you have so much to offer and it's incredible yeah thank you yeah, you're welcome and I I just want to help. This is like my passion project to like give back to the fertility community. And yeah, so I, I thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to share Absolutely. what I've learned. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us again this week, listeners. We hope that this was another helpful episode for you guys. And we will include all of Jasmine's information in the show notes so you can go check her out, her website, her Instagram, and we hope you guys all have a great day. We'll check in next week.